Women Who Rock With Success complies with the rules and terms according to the Federal Communications Commission podcast guidelines. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are their own, and their appearance on our digital media platforms does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. All guests who embrace our media stations are experts who are licensed in their fields of occupation. All rights reserved. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock With Success, which is an award-winning show for professional women. We profile a collective of amazing women who are thriving to build their brand. Women are handpicked in various fields who can provide credible information to build your business and lifestyle. We are live each Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigates. To learn more about us, go to our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. Now, let's join our podcast host in the studio, Mrs. Diane Winbush. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to the broadcast on today. We thank you for tuning in with us on Women Who Rock With Success Media, and this is your show host, Ms. Diane Winbush. So for this rest of the remaining of the month, it appears that we're going to be doing some uh, talking and speaking and learning more about authors. And, uh, and of course, authors are very important. They write so we can be able to learn, obtain, uh, stay abreast. And also it's some authors may create a, you know, a presence where um, sometimes you can read and you can be in a Cinderella type of fairy tale, just kind of however you see fit. And so today um, we have an interesting guest that's on the platform with us today in the studio, and she is none other than Mrs. Janelle Simpson. So good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. So um, thank you for uh, being with us on today. So um, tell us a little bit about you, Janelle, as to what was uh, some of the um, areas that compelled you to become an artist in authorship, writing books. I I actually always wanted to be an author when I was younger, but oh. I struggled with grammar. <laughs> okay. And when I was when I when I was growing up, I didn't see a lot of authors that looked like me in terms of color or okay. you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I always thought, no, no. You, you can't be an author. How are you going to be an author? Yes, you're, mm-hmm. you're not good at grammar. You didn't go to school for it. And then I, I don't know, God kept pushing me in that direction saying, write the book, write the book, write the book. You're focusing on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. I'll okay. equip you with all, okay. all the things that you need to become an author. So I always wanted to be an author and write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just held back because I didn't think I had it in me. Okay. Yeah, okay. so it's, okay, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's fine because a lot of times... Uh, you know, when it comes to writing, sometimes individuals will have writer's block, and then sometimes, as you stated, sometimes we'll look at, uh, you know, who who else is writing, and then perhaps maybe I may be the only elephant of color that desires yeah. to write. So let me pull back for a second and let someone else get in front of me to, in order to get me, I guess, started and what have you. But uh, that's great that you never allowed that to. 
um, stifle, I guess would be the word, you in that area, and you was able to uh, make an impact on that. So that is great. So this is something that you have always wanted to do as a child. So was it some sort of uh, comic uh, 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 factor or what have you, like Superman, Wonder Woman, or Cinderella, or the Snow White or the Seven Doors? So what kind of, what kind of, I guess, um, icon uh, compelled you to do this? Nobody. I actually just, I grew up and I saw a lot of things around me that I wanted to change. And I didn't see a lot of people reading. Like even now, the generation, we don't read enough, right? And I always Mm. wanted to write nonfiction books. I felt like if we write raw stories that people can Mm -hmm. relate to, they'll read Mm -hmm. it. They'll watch Mm -hmm. it. If you could turn it into a movie too, they'll watch it. And it will Mm -hmm. help them in some Mm -hmm. way in their journey, in their life, right? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Recently, I realized that I wanted to do children's books. I see my kids and I see them now growing up, going through different things that I never experienced. I'm like, oh, my gosh, other kids need to be able to relate to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, Janelle, go ahead. I'm sorry. You can finish. Yeah. So what I was saying is even now with my kids, like sometimes I'd like to my daughter, go like read a book and she doesn't want to read it. Like she'll start reading it for a few minutes or so and then she gets bored, right? (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm like, okay, wh- why are you bored? Like, you saw the book. You saw the picture of the book. You, you asked mm-hmm. me to order the book for you online. I bought it. Now you don't want to finish the book. Why? Like, mm-hmm. What's going on here? So I, mm-hmm. I listen to my kids and I hear how they have such an imaginary mind and when they're speaking to their friends in the neighborhood and they're talking about situations that we, we as adults speak about. So I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. why not get the kids writing? Why not get the kids telling us their stories and we put it into books and maybe that's a way to get them to want to read the books more because they can relate to it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, I went through that yesterday mm-hmm. at school and it made me feel really angry. And that kid went through it too and they handled it a different way. So maybe I can learn from that kid through that story, right? So mm-hmm. I really like nonfiction books. because I feel like it pulls people in when it's raw and juicy and they can be like, well, I went through that, even children. So... Mm-hmm. Fiction is great. Like, I've always read the fiction, and I'm like, oh, fairy tale. Oh, I hope that I grow up to marry a handsome prince, and, you know. <laughs> but reality <laughs> is, that's not how it really happens, right? <laughs> There's some speed bumps and walls in the way sometimes that we don't really talk about, but why not talk about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree with that. You know, um, NBC came up with a very uh, great strategy for children. Um, because, you know, children don't watch the news, of course. You know, our, my grandparents watched it for years, for years when we were children. So it wasn't until life started mattering, until life began to matter um, some years ago when I became adult and what have you that, that, I, that compelled me to the news. So now they have like a segment that comes on at 4 o'clock, uh, depending on what, you know, time zone that the individual is in, but they have like a story, like a, you know, a news time for the children, for the young children. And I'm like, wow, and that's awesome. And so that kind of made me think about what you just had stated, that, you know, sometimes we may have to get to the person on their level. We have to talk to them on their level. And, you know, recently for I think it was since March, April, and perhaps even the month of May, we had been doing um, some film directing, uh, uh, guests had some film directors on the show as well. And um, even with that, uh, Janelle, it kind of, 
it, 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 it opened my eyes to a lot of things, too. So, so what the film directors are doing, they're making, you know, they're putting the stories out there according to what's going on in the, you know, in the nation, in the world, in their state, in their right. uh, country, or in their town, and what have you. And that is what will compel the individual. Now, one of the best authors that I love, and she's dead, bless her little heart, and that's Mary Higgins Clark. So I'm a mystery girl. <laughs> and Agatha Christie. <laughs> yeah. I love those types of stories because they go in there and they grab you in. And so, of course, I'm a fan of uh, Nam too. So um, that's great. That is so wonderful that um, you uh, pursued your dream as a writer and wanted to be able to share some things as to um, – uh, youth, teen adults, to be able to help them, to be able to compel them more and more because children now, they have so many devices and other types of entertainment and categories that they can be able to be, you know, getting enthusiastic with besides reading. So if we put a book in front of them on, of, in regards to something like, oh, I ate pizza and I didn't like it in the lunchroom, they'll probably pick right. that up and won't put it back. <laughs> It's true. Or, or what I, I used to do is throw up my lunches when my mom used to pack me lunches. <laughs> yeah. Or now they now what they have now is where they're selling all types of stuff. And I think uh, when Michelle Obama was um, in the White House with her husband, of course, as the first lady, that was one of her um, strategies that she was um, um, working on trying to um, work with um, schools, education, as to try to pull some of the uh, fattening of the, you know, the foods, you know, they they go around. You know, we were covered up as children. Yeah. You just got one meal in there, whether it was the breakfast or the lunch. They didn't push around a cart with sausages and biscuits and pizza right? and stuff like that. <laughs> and so that's when she, she, when she found that out and found out the rate of obesity, you know, with the children, she went in there it's and jumped true. in there. Yeah. <laughs> We and give it to them because they'll eat it, but we gotta we gotta break that out of them. <laughs> exactly, she was like, "This is the problem for the for the children having all of this obesity because you all are pushing these carts around, giving them butterfingers, selling butterfingers for a dollar." And the children, I, and I was asking one of my grandchildren, "Where does uh, the, does they do they tell you where the uh, the proceeds are going? No, we never find out where the proceeds are going. They're just blowing <laughs> them up. <laughs> they're just they're just throwing all the money away. <laughs> exactly, and oh, so that's gosh. one of the things that, and so it just made me uh, uh, reminisce on what you were saying about your child. You know, they did not want to um, actually well, read. Why you don't want to read and what have you? But I guess if you give them something that they want, they'll you know engage with it. So that's great. Right. That's great. So we and it's funny because like I said, these. she'll look at the picture. But my book that, that was my cover was what I wanted to first mm-hmm. draw people right, and kids love okay. pictures. You gotta make them love the book right. too. Mm-hmm. You gotta make them love. Mm-hmm. You gotta find a way to do the illustrations inside the book and make them love the book too, and want to read the book and pass it on to their friends. Exactly. I, I talked exactly. to parents and like I bought my kids a whole stack of book and I had to throw them out. Why? I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't entertaining <laughs> enough. It was boring. Mhm. 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 Absolutely. Because. Um, well, with with her, with, with the only thing about with mystery novels, the reason why I I get so impelled, compelled to them is because of the 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 storyline, the plot, 
how they draw you into um, the story and what have you. But if there are not any pictures going on, it's going to be difficult for the child to engage with the book. So, yeah, you have to have right. something that keeps them, you know, colors, uh, you know, Barney <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Or you know, purple or yellow, red or what have you. And, and that will come because that is what is needed today. It's more academic, more education, more um, knowledge because the reading waters the thoughts, the thinking, the pattern, and then it also can be able to change and modify how the person thinks. So I think this is a wonderful thing <laughs> that you're doing, uh, you know, with, um, you know, your brand that you're, you know, focused on and trying to um, continue to write and what have you, which is very, very important. So we want to talk about one of your books. And the first one is called Processing Healing Flourishing. So we want to talk about that. And then also we want to talk about um, the topic, why did you choose that name? And also we want to talk about some of the takeaways from your story plot as to what you want your readers to engage from the book. Okay, so the Processing Healing Flourishing book, that was my workbook that I wrote while I was writing the novel Commitment to a Deceitful Liar. And the reason why mm -hmm. I decided to do the workbook right away was because as I was writing the book, I was healing, and I didn't even know that I needed that healing. Okay. So I had, when I was writing the book, I thought, okay, maybe, you know, I was, I was already fully healed, but as I started writing down things that happened and just writing down everything with the book and doing the manuscript, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm healing. I got to give this to other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Because everyone asks, like, you know, how how do we start our healing journey? And that's, like, a question that's just floating around in the air that everybody, we really don't know where to start it, right? And for right. me, it started with my mind, but then I had to also release it, and that was through my writing. Wow. And that was wow. also that letting is... people know it's okay to struggle with your healing because you're going to wake up today feeling like, damn, I'm on top of the world. You just want right. a million bucks, and the next day you're going to feel like a train just hit you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to start thinking Absolutely. about all the things from the past. You're going to wake up mad at some people from your past. And that's okay to have those okay. feelings, but don't foster them and hold on to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if so, it's getting a small little journey journal and writing down your thoughts and writing down why those thoughts started to float around again. Mm -hmm. okay. It really helps. Okay. So that's why I did the short version of the, of the journal, Healing, Processing, Flourishing. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, so it's better uh, because I know sometimes if you talk it out, you know, a lot of times people may see people in the grocery store or see someone on, that's on the subway or something like that. So the first thing they think is that, oh, well, uh, she's talking to herself. And sometimes people are not talking to themselves. They're talking their way out of a, a, a you know, a bad situation. That that they, it's, sometimes it can be a therapeutic moment for individuals to be able to do that. And then also yep. with a um, with writing that can also be therapeutic as well, and helping the individual to be able to get their content from their mindset and from what they have gone through onto a paper where other people can be able to be compelled and healed as well. Yeah, because I found even with me, I somebody had said to me, "Keep hold back some for yourself," and I'm like, "Why? Don't don't put everything in your book." But then I realized. Those are the parts that I was afraid of people reading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I wrote mm -hmm. it in the book, it was almost like the book was my little secret, right? 
because I was afraid mm-hmm. of how people were going to judge me and look at me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He went, wow. And when I wrote it on paper okay. and I was able to read it back to myself, I was like, what am I afraid of? There's somebody else that went through right. something similar to me, mm-hmm. and they need to read this. Right, right. Absolutely. So if I'm holding it back to myself, I'm being selfish and not helping somebody else right. go through their right. healing just, process. Right. Just think about what you may <clears throat> have written in your book, and then you write half of it, and then someone is looking for the other portion of it. I'm serious. They're looking for the other portion, yep. but you left it out because you were afraid. Now, just think about what type of impact, because we read into things, correct? And so once we read into things, we want to read and read and read until we get to the end of it to see if this is what fits me. This may be me too. So if she overcome this, overcame this, Janelle did. So let's see what I can be able to do. Because seems like she is a winner. She's, you know, she's she's uh, she's an entrepreneur. She's going down this path and what she went through this. But just think about what could have occurred if you would have left out the actual meat and potatoes you know, to your storyline, and then that would perhaps maybe have disappointed others. And, you know, word of mouth, even though people say in the communication world that word of mouth, it's, you know, it's not a whole lot of media or what have you where it's not popular as reading the newspaper or social media, but word of mouth, you'd be surprised how word of mouth can be able to um, be a critical point in a person's career because all they have to do is pick up the phone or go on social media and use that and say, you know what, I read this book, but I really didn't get what I was looking for out of this book. So it is very, very important. That's and, right. and that's a good thing funny that you did. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That was one of my thoughts when I was writing the book. I'm like, I want people to receive it the way that I wrote it mm-hmm. and the impact. And it's funny because when I read some of the reviews, that's exactly what people are saying. They they got the emotion, they got the feeling, the impact. It's exactly the way that I wanted them to receive it. And even my little mm-hmm. sister, she's a part of the LGBT community, and she struggled mm-hmm. with this with my mom and her dad. And she messaged me, and I, I didn't want her to read the book, but she read it. Okay. And she just started saying, telling me a whole bunch of things. Okay. That she experienced, okay. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 When we're writing, we Go have ahead. to focus on what the impact we want to give to other people, what we want them to take away from it, the feeling that mm-hmm. you want them to feel. Mm-hmm. And that was and I what I had to do. I had to be intentional. Right. Right. And I think that's the reason why we have New York bestsellers today. <laughs> we have Amazon yeah. bestsellers today. That's simply because of the of the fact that people are transparent. They open up and let the world see what is going on because they're, you know, since 2008, we'll go back there, not not even the pandemic. We'll go all the way back to 2008 when the economic crash hit. People got caught up in their emotions. They didn't know if it was going to be a tomorrow. Some people felt that way. Everybody's different. And they felt that, hey, look, I don't know what's going on tomorrow, but when 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 the books started coming out, because the authors use that. You know, I've, I've interviewed a lot of authors this year where they have used the pandemic and the 2008 economic crash to be able to speak to women, speak to professionals, speak to business owners, company owners, and to be able to share some things with them, even personal things, you know, as to how to um, move forward from this 
um, um, element to this element here. So I think writing is, you know, you guys are doing a wonderful thing. You know, you put your manuscript in there. I wish you the best. I'm serious because that can take a lot um, for individuals to be able to compile all of that information and also be able to share um, their transparency uh, with the world, um, actually. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is and wanted to ask, was there any in, any mentors that kind of um, inspired you to be able to um, launch out into writing? Because a lot of times we get inspired um, by different individuals, okay? And like I've explained to you, one of my... Um, one of my genres is mystery, and I may do a little horror. Depends on just how in depth the author is with the horror, um, you know, story plot and what have you. So that's just something I uh, would like to you to share, like for you to share with the audience. Were there any mentors that kind of helped um, inspire you to be able to um, even write as well? Even though I know that you said, you know, this is something I wanted to do and what have you, but some of our guests will always share with the audience that they perhaps maybe was inspired by Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, sometimes other individuals were inspired by other uh, professionals and um, uh, fine artists, uh, studio uh, fine artists who kind of inspired them to do um, different things, film, books, writing, what have you. And so that's the question that I would like to ask you if you would like to share with the audience. To be honest, I will, I will tell you Lisa Nichols and Sarah Jakes Roberts. Okay. Those two women. <laughs> okay. Every time I like, I stumbled, and I picked up my phone. It was some message that came from them that just reminded me to keep going. When you have purpose, you can't focus on what everyone else is saying and the negativity because God gave you purpose mm-hmm. to plant in somebody else. Our purpose mm-hmm. is not just for ourselves, right? So, right. I remember Lisa Nichols talking about when she was in school, she struggled and you know, the things that the teacher said, and I'm like, I struggled with the same thing. I never thought that I could write a book. But as I started writing, I didn't realize how artistic I was. Okay. That's great. That's great. And Um, if I didn't do it, I I wouldn't have known. So those two women, if I ever meet them in life, (laughs) they're a whole powerhouse, and they gave me motivation throughout my whole adult life. Okay. Well, perhaps that'll and my best friend because I was saying, and my best friend. um, When I told her I was going to start my Instagram page, and I told her I was going to write the book, and then I stopped writing Mm -hmm. the book for months, and then she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Hmm, "Maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's just you know a silly little thought." And she's like, "What?" And she kept sending me things. This is how you do it. Here's the website for for publishers. Here here's networking. Like she would just download information in me. I okay. am blessed to have a person like that in my life. Okay. I told her I wanted to go to the NAACP um, convention, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Okay, so are we going? Are we going to plan? A, are we going to book the hotel? Are we going to book the flight?" And I'm like, "Are you serious?" She's like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "You're going to come?" She's like, "Yeah, it's only a nine. If you want to drive, it's only nine hours." And I'm like, "You're going to drive for nine hours?" She's like, "Yeah." Wow. She's like, "How else are you going to get out there if we don't?" do these things like you have to mm, okay okay so well the one 
Well, the issue about Sarah Jakes, well, you probably can be able to do that because I think they're having a finale this year with the women, uh, Woman Thou Art Loose. I think this is going to be the last one. <laughs> uh, yeah. to, you know, say that, yeah, this is going to be the last one that they're going to be having, uh, her and her dad and mom. Um, and probably sisters. I think the sister is involved, Cora, as well. So I think this is going to be the grand finale of a woman um, thou art loose. But you know, I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. There'll be the, that will be an opportunity for you to be able to <laughs> meet her, I know. perhaps maybe in person. <laughs> okay, okay. So we want to talk about. Uh, we want to talk, and they are great. I've never been to one of them before, uh, Janelle, but. Um, I have, you know, of course, they post some of it um, on uh, YouTube and some of their other platforms, and I'm a prescriber of uh, their ministry as well, so I get some of their books as well and and things, but they are awesome. They are awesome, and so it's kind of sad to see that uh, this will be the last one for the year. It's kind of sad to see that. So we want to go to your second book. And so your second book is is, um, describing Unknown Eyes. And it's a commitment to a deceitful liar. So now, of course, this is totally different from the book that we just got through discussing. So we want to uh, talk about the topic. We want to talk about the story plot and why you chose this um, uh, um, genre for this book. Commit to deceitful liar. <laughs> the title <laughs> came <laughs> years ago. Um, Unfortunately, I moved out the night before my 19th birthday. Um, My stepfather told me not to come back home because my brother had planned a birthday party for me and he didn't like that we're going out. That's another, that'll be in the book somewhere. Um, And I had a boyfriend at the time and I moved in with him, hoping that, you know, that that Prince Charming was there. (laughs) And I made a promise to myself that I was going to break generational cycles that I was raised in. And okay. I didn't want to create a family with repeated cycles that I was raised in, right? Um, and one day I was sitting at my computer and I saw a message on his Facebook that his cousin had said to him and they were talking about how he possibly has a lady pregnant in Jamaica when he went on vacation. Okay. And I was like, hmm, it's strange. I'm repeating a cycle here and I didn't even realize that I was repeating okay. my mom's story. And I had already okay. said I was going to break generational cycles and I wasn't going to repeat my mom's story, right? Um, okay. And I, I was sitting there and literally the the name, Commitment to a Deceitful Liar, came to me. Okay. And God said, you need to write that book. This, that is your breakthrough and for other people. And I that was now like, what, 10 years ago? And I'm writing the book okay. now, right? Um, okay. And the reason why I came up with the name is because we stay committed to a lot of lies that we're fed, fed to when we're young, at a young age. Mm-hmm. And we continue to foster it and carry it and then pass it on to our children, pass it on to our friends, pass it on to the, our grandchildren and so on and so on, right? Right. Like my mom always told me, all boys, my mom and my stepdad specifically always told me, all, all boys want from you is one thing. And once they get it from you, they're going to leave you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had my son, my mom actually told me to have an abortion and that I would never amount to anything. Um, oh, okay. She told me once you have kids, it ruins your life. 
Mm. And I'll tell you, once I had my son, I just kept pressing gas. Okay. I was I finished college. I got my first career. I got my first big law firm when I right when I finished college. It wasn't it wasn't easy, obviously with having okay. a kid, but it gave me motivation. So that wasn't true because okay. I held on to that thinking. Okay, well now I'm pregnant. When's he gonna leave? Okay. Wow. Okay. We hear in so society all the that... time that. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, how did that impact you? Because, you know, parents can be sometimes, you know, and we're not, hopefully that, that um, you know, you and your mom have, um, you know, have a wonderful relationship, but sometimes, um, you know, most of, a lot of our guests, they've had a lot of problems. I'm serious, got seven digit figured and incomes and what have you, and have, all, have had a lot of problems with their parents, you know, uh, con- with condescending words, you know, not affirmations. Um, you know, to be able yeah. to build them up. Um, I think I was watching a, di- a do- uh, documentary last night about B.B. King and what have you and all the things that he uh, went through and what have you. And so his father, one of his his uh, um, uh, statements that he had made on the document in the documentation or the documentary, I'm sorry, was that his father never told him that he loved him. And that bothered him uh, perhaps until the death of his father and what have you. And so it's just... Um, it's a, that, it's a great thing um, that you were able to move beyond the words. You was able to write the words while be, while moving beyond, I guess, the criticism. I would still say that that's criticism. You know, if, if you know, just because you have a child, that you would not be able to succeed in life, and that's not true. You know, so um, right. I guess that would just you know, be something that um, a lot of other women would love for you to share that if that's also included in the book too, not saying that, you know, you you know, we're not here to expose our family members or what have you, but a lot of times, um, especially with the first book that you have written regarding the healing flourishing, um, that would, it, you know, that's something awesome. And perhaps maybe you can come up with a sequel with that too. You know, I always encourage the writers and authors that are on the show to be able to keep it moving, you know, sometimes you can come in with another sequel and, and make it out of a, uh, you know, a full novel because people are hurting. I'm serious. You'd be surprised. Corporate no, yeah. America yep. women professionals. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They are hurting. And funny that you said that because I was thinking about making the book into just one, but I did make it mm-hmm. into a sequel. Because Perfect. there's there so go. many stages to it and so many things that happen in our life that we need mm-hmm. to put it in more than one book to show people mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. stage to the next stage to the next stage where now you're in a relationship and it's an abusive relationship. How did you get out of it? Now you're in a relationship with this mm-hmm. man that you've been with for five, ten years and you're not married yet. Explain why not. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after that? Did the fairy mm-hmm. tale happen or did you not get married? Did you leave? Like it is a whole sequel. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on to book number two of Committed to Deceitful Liar, Unknown Eyes. And the next one's Committed to Deceitful Liar, Lips of Truth. Wow. And, okay. <laughs> go ahead. That is awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> and and for my mother, you know what? Even when I was younger, she used to be like, she used to say things like, "Oh, you're you're gonna be a whore. You're gonna be a stripper. You're gonna be a slut." And she'd say mm. some really mean things to me, and mm-hmm. used to hurt me. But I always used to pray for her, and I still right. loved her, and I still do. Right. But I realized that she mm-hmm. wasn't able to break that cycle that her Mother passed on to her from her mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And even though wow. she showed us love in her way, it mm-hmm. wasn't what I wanted, but I had to be like, you know what, God, I'm going to take it because she's doing the best that she can. And I'm hoping that right. she will find that breakthrough and release. Mm-hmm. And I'm breaking the cycle so that she can see, you know what, you're not too old to break that cycle. Right. And I'm so here loving you and wishing the best for you. Right, absolutely. But we don't have, absolutely. like, I think that sometimes, like, when we see people do things to us, we're mad at them, but we forget that we're all human. And they were raised a certain mm-hmm. way, and their mentality is, is a certain way because that's the way that they were programmed from a child. So now they have to learn new ways. Right. And we might be the right. child, but we can teach that's a, that, that, that's, And that that's was correct. my fear oh. with the book was I was afraid that, okay. you know, she was going to feel away. But I see her, like, breaking down because now she's, starting to express to my brother and sister she wants to get out of her abusive relationship that she's been in for over 20 years. Mm, okay. And how does she okay. do it? Because she, I know she's watching me. She's, she's seen the things that I'm doing, and she's admiring me, but she doesn't know how to show it. Right, right. Perhaps because it has not ever been shown to her. Right. Yeah, probably because it There's has always been ever... a battle between me and her, but I know that she loves me, right. she just doesn't know how to do it. And I, the book is not just for other people, but for her, my mother, I want to show you that those cycles mm-hmm. that you were raised in, they weren't right. Absolutely, absolutely. Just to piggyback on that, we had a guest on the show, I think it was last month, beautiful. She is so, she's from Guatemala, Beautiful, mm-hmm. and some 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 of the same things, um, exact things, kind of occurred with her, happened with her. Beautiful individual, and this lady has her own coffee brand. She is a CEO. Ooh. She is a fashion designer. She does all of these things, and she was kind of kind of went through the same thing with you, with the you know as you did, kind of basically with the you know abusiveness content and and different other things, and, of course, we feature all of our shows on the platform and things, so it's not a secret of what I'm saying to you because Mm -hmm. it's out there on iTunes and all the rest of the podcast as well. But, yeah, I think her mother kind of used her beauty to get what she wanted, but this woman is beautiful. And so out of all of what she went through, and it was more more dramatic than yours was, I'm I'm serious. And so once, you know, I send you the link, you can be able to, you know, browse through the rest of the um, the uh, content, and you can perhaps maybe find that she is very beautiful. Beautiful, but after all of the things that she went through, you know, from her mother and from her past, she raised herself up, and I'll say God raised her up as well. To and this lady has her own coffee brand. She makes her own coffee. She's the CEO of it. She has a fashion uh, uh, clothes line and what have you. It's not the e-commerce stuff. It, it is real fashion design models and what have you. And so, you know, I applaud that. Just keep moving with it, uh, Janelle, moving with what you have been given to do so it can open doors for you and your your children. Just keep moving. See, because a lot of times when it comes to cycling, it keeps us stuck, and then we get concerned about, oh, my mother said this, and my daddy did that, mm-hmm. and what have you. And so those elements, they keep us stifled. It keeps the person stifled. And so that's, you know, I commend you for um, writing the books, continue to be transparent, and continue to, uh, it's like a continuation. Just keep moving with it, with a sequel. You know, we're going to do a novel. And then perhaps maybe next 
we'll go on lifetime. See, that's how that's how the doors open up. But when we stop, oh, yeah, and we're gonna we're go afraid, on lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're afraid and what have you and things like that. And you know, I'm not gonna share this because this gonna embarrass. It doesn't matter who it's going to embarrass. The point is, you're trying right. to get the meat and potatoes so you can break the stigma over the next woman that needs to come out of the generational curse. I'm sorry, right? I and I feel that, that even now. <laughs> And the timing was so perfect because I see now, mm-hmm. especially in the islands, they're talking more about the rape and the molestation that's going on. Mm-hmm. Before they weren't talking about wow. it, it was kind of hush-hush. And that's what I went through mm-hmm. with my family telling me, hush-hush, don't tell nobody. And it didn't really happen. Wow. So yeah. Now that's I'm what like, the older okay, generation well, did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what the older generation did. And now we have our parents that are transferring negative energy onto us and now we're growing up and reversing what they transferred onto us right exactly because you know back in the 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 former days you know people go to church and they thought everything you know you go to church and you sit on the pews and nothing's wrong with me nothing didn't happen in my house today nothing didn't didn't go along with me everything is good everything is great and so after you know watching the um um, the uh, documentary of bb king i saw where his mother and so of course you know he's deceased but this was an old old video from probably back in the early 1930-something, and and I looked as she was praising God in the pews, and I thought about it then. I said all that she had went through and all the people had went through, they were going through slavery, they were going through persecution. When they got to church, that was the only thing that they felt, they felt that they could you know where they could be where nobody could touch them, nobody could bother them. They could be there and just, I guess, serene with their religion or their beliefs and what have you. But at the same time, that's not the only option, you know, that we can use. We right. have to be even transparent. We have to talk about it. We, You know, and, so, and you know, like um, I was told when I first got into business is that, Somebody's looking for you. Somebody's looking for your product. Somebody's looking for your services. Somebody's looking for your brand. And bet you best better believe me, someone is looking for your story, okay? Someone is looking for your story. So with the last question, Janelle, just, uh, it's just been an impeccable hour with you on today. And uh, thank you once again for being with us. Of course, I would love for you to be able to share uh, with the listeners how they can be able to follow you if you would like. Um, also, um, what um, – <clears throat> Where they can be able to find your, um, where they can be able to find um, your books, your websites, and what have you, and any links that you would like to share, you can be able to do that at this time. My books can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, all the online bookstore platforms. Um, my website www.janellesimpson.com. Instagram is at life deceit. That's L I F E S underscore D E C E I T. And yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, any social media <laughs> handles that you would like to share with the audience as to how they can be able to yeah, follow so my, you? So, my Instagram page is, is at Life Deceit. Okay. And my personal page okay. is Miss.Simpson. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. So, Janelle, we thank you so much for being with us today on the show. You have unloaded and unpacked 
a lot of information with us today, not just even about the book, but even about the story plot and how women, um, you know, person, basically your story and then also as to how women can overcome some things, even if it's condescending words that come up in criticism, generational issues. You have opened up some doors where women can be able to break some stigma and some old fashionable ways of doing things and so we are thankful that you shared that information and that transparency with us on today so listeners uh, follow us back here at 12 o'clock noon we have another guest she's an author as well uh, Zara Mahoon that will be with us on Women Who Rock With Success Media okay and so for all of our inf- all other information you can go to our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccessmedia.com once again Janelle thank you so much and we enjoyed having you on today. Thank you so much for having me. Have you been looking for an online business that will actually make you money? Well, your search is finally over at ecomsglobal.com. With Ecoms Global, you will find an opportunity to own your very own business that will make you real money. Ecoms Global has everything you need to start your very own home-based e-commerce business today. Included is a site builder, your own website with a content management system, product inventory, and even a shopping cart for your customers. Ecoms Global is the real deal, and they use the latest technology that accepts Bitcoin payments. Now you can own a real e-commerce business that is very lucrative for just $11.97. Stop searching the net for weeks and months at a time looking for opportunities that simply don't work. Ecoms Global is the world's only integrated e-commerce system. Start your very own e-commerce business in minutes. Visit ecomsglobal.com. You've wasted enough time. This is it. ecomsglobal.com.